Well, good morning. Good to see you today. I love the uh, the spontaneity of Michael Ketter walking up to goes, I got to jump in there. Is it okay? And I go, but of course. Are you kidding me? That is so good. I just love when uh, unexpected things happen. I was at a, I was just newly saved. I was at some concert. I don't even know what it was. And this guy just jumped up on the stage. His name was Holy Hubert. Anybody ever heard this guy? Do some research. This guy was absolutely amazing how God used him. And he was so spontaneous. I don't think he ever actually got invited to anything. But he just showed up. But he influenced my life. And we're talking about influence. You know, when we started the church, we had this name that we came up with, influence. And a lot of people ask, well, why would you call it influence? And I, and I think over time, it, it's kind of set on us. It's kind of grown in its depth and its power because it's really not a name. It's a declaration. It's a declaration that we are to influence our world for Jesus Christ. So here's our mission statement. To influence the world and spread God's fame that many may believe that he is the Christ, the son of the loving, living God. That is what we are about. And there's a shortened version of that that we've also uh, used, and it goes like this, your influence for God's fame. So over the course of seven years since we started this church, we've tried a lot of things to try to influence our world for Jesus Christ. Uh, one of the things we said we wanted to do was partner with the city of Anaheim and really make a difference in the city, be involved in it, so that when those moments came for a significant seat at the table with the city, we would be invited. So we did, we did a lot of things. We're very deliberate. We have hosted uh, here in this place uh, two different, on two different occasions, uh, both the debate for the mayor and the debate for city council, and then I've moderated three total, those two and one other for the city. And why do we do that? Because we want to say our city is important. We love our city. And we love all the cities, but we, we want to just say we want to invest in it. And I noticed when we first started, there were a number of the banners of the fallen soldiers, and they because of the winds, they were torn. So we called and, and reported that they were torn. The city said, uh, we know, but we don't have any budget for it. And I said, all right, everyone that tears, we'll pay for in Anaheim Hills. We'll just pay the bill. Because, you see, we want to be the people that are giving. We want to be giving back. And over the years, they, they came to us, they said, hey, would you participate in the run, the city run, the, the 4th of July run, the Thanksgiving run? We said, we'd love to. And before long, it's almost like they've turned it over to us. The, the runner bags say influence. All the stuff in it is influence. Uh, we pray at those events. We hand out water at those events. You know, that's 1,500 runners in July. That's 2,000 runners in the fall. And every one of them are running around with influence bags. And we just love that. What's wrong with that? We even sponsored a Miss California Women of Influence. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. It just seemed like a good idea at the time. I don't know if we'll ever do it again, but it was kind of cool to see, you know, this seven-foot-tall African-American woman with a banner that says Women of Influence and get up and talk about Jesus Christ on the platform for a pageant like that. And, and that's what we do. We influence. Wherever you are, whatever you do, you are to influence your world for Jesus Christ. You are an influence. You're an influence of one or more people. What would happen if you'd really seize that moment? What would happen if you'd say, that is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make Jesus Christ the center of my history. I'm going to do that for the glory of God. When we first started, uh, we had a, a guitarist named Chris Wright, and all of our musicians are they're just unbelievably professional, great players. You, don't even, you may not even fully appreciate how good they really are, but uh, when we first started, 
um, none of the guys had led worship. None of them had done written Christian songs or anything else. And so I looked over at Chris, and I said, hey, Chris, we need an offertory. He goes, what's that? And I go, you know, like when we take the offering, we need like a song. Can you do something? He said, I've used up all my Christian songs already. Because he, he was a touring musician, a session musician, you know, but a solid Christian, all solid Christians. And I said, well, what do you got? He said, I got some B.B. King. I said, well, play that. So our first offering was a B.B. King piece. And everybody really liked it. Right? How many of you like B.B. King? How many of you want to hear a little B.B. King? So I thought it would be appropriate. I'd ask Jacob if he'd do a little B.B. King for us and kind of bring us back a couple of years. All right, Jacob. Put your hands together for Jacob. What fun. You know, it's okay to have great music and have fun. Amen. In the Word of God, it says in Psalm 135, your name, O Lord, endures forever. Your name, O Lord, endures forever. And your fame, the Hebrew word there is the word voice. Your voice. The voice of God in your heart. The voice of God in the world. The Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God and the, earth and the, and the firm it showeth forth his handiwork. And it says day in and day out is your voice heard. Think of that. Throughout all generations, Mark chapter 1 and verse 28, and immediately his fame, and this is the Greek word meaning for hearing. They were hearing about Jesus, and when they heard, they instantly said, we need to go see that Jesus. His fame spread throughout all of the region of, around Galilee. Matthew chapter 4, verse 24, then his fame, here's the same word, hearing, they were hearing, went throughout all Assyria. They brought to him all sick who were afflicted with various diseases, torments, those who were demon-possessed, epileptic, paralytics, and he healed them. You see, when they heard that Jesus was doing something, they said, we want to be a part of that. We need to be healed too. We need, to, we need to find and follow after this Jesus who's changing the world. You see, God is looking to, to work through people to influence his world for the glory of God. Amen? And you can be an influencer if you so choose. You can allow God to use you because, you see, God's voice, God's voice in you is God's fame. See, whenever you speak the name of Jesus, what's happening is you're bringing the presence of God into that situation. All you have to do is say Jesus and the presence shows up. Why do you think it is that the world tries to denigrate the name of Jesus? Why is it that we use Jesus in curse words? Not us, but other people. Why is it that people do that? It is because the enemy knows that if he can denigrate the name of Jesus and make it common, that people will try to move away from it, but it doesn't work. Have you ever wondered why when somebody hits their, their thumb with a hammer, they don't say, oh, Buddha, oh, Muhammad? Because those names do not give life. 
There's only one name given among men whereby we must be saved, and it's the name of Jesus. That's why. That's why the Bible says there's coming a time that God has exalted him and given him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's the name of Jesus. Amen? Can you just say Jesus with me right now? Jesus. So God's voice is his fame. I want to take you back to the book of Genesis, chapter 3, and verse 8. I'll set up the story this way. Adam and Eve are in the garden. They are now innocent. They haven't yet sinned. And all of a sudden, they encounter this temptation. They fall into sin. And it says in Scripture, in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8, these words, they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the cool of the garden. Now, I've heard a voice. I've heard walking, but I've never heard a voice walking. That's a little unusual, isn't it? What's going on there? What is God trying to show us and tell us? Well, I want you to think about it like this. The, if we think about the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, God the Son always was. God the Son always was. God is one being and three persons. If you say, I don't understand that, join the club. But if you understand everything about the complexity and the mystery of God, then your God is the size of your brain or my brain, and then we're all in trouble. Amen? We need a God bigger than us. So God the Son chose to come to earth, took on human flesh, be born in the likeness of men, Philippians 2, become obedient to death, even death on a cross, Therefore, God has highly exalted him. And that's that scripture we quoted a minute ago. So what's it saying here? It's saying that God came in the flesh for you. He always was. Now, if we go back to Genesis 3.8, guess who was walking, the voice walking in the cool of the garden? That was the voice. You see, the Son of God always was. And there were many pre-incarnate, that means before he took on human flesh, pre-incarnate appearances of Jesus in the Scripture as the Son of God. Sometimes he's called the angel of the Lord. You'll see many times, and that has to have that definite article in front of it, that the angel of the Lord appeared. In fact, when Manoah saw the angel of the Lord, he went back and told his, his wife, we, we must prepare to die, for I've seen God, and no man can see God and live. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were in the fiery furnace. The king looked, he said, how many men did I throw in the furnace? And they said, three. He said, I see four, and the fourth is like the Son of God. Who did he see? That was Jesus in the fire with him. And I want you to know Jesus is in your fire with you. Whatever trial, tribulation, struggle you're going through, I don't care how hot it gets, God is there in the midst with you. Amen? Amen. And so God is with us. So there in the, in the book of Genesis, the voice was walking there. Let me show you even more as we keep going into this. Exodus chapter 4, verse 8. Here's the story. Moses is walking by a burning bush. He noticed something unusual. The bush is burning but not consumed. He stops to see what's going on. As he stops, he hears a voice. Now, typically, that would mean you have a problem. When, you're, when bushes are talking to you, it's not a good thing. But God appeared in that bush. God said, Moses, take off your shoes, for the ground you're standing on is holy ground. Do you know that when you get in his presence, all ground is holy ground? That's why you should never curse the ground that you walk on. 
You can curse the ground you're walking on. I say, I don't know. Nothing's going right for me. I'm a loser. I can't do this. I can't do this. Don't curse the ground that you put your feet on. Bless the ground that you could. This is the Lord's land. This is the presence of the God. I'm walking in the presence of Almighty God all the days of my life. Amen? So all of a sudden he finds himself there, and look what it says here. He says, I'm going to take you, Moses. I'm going to send you back to Egypt, and you're going to tell the Pharaoh, you're going to tell the Pharaoh that we're, I'm taking all the, all the Jews and we're getting out of town. Now you can imagine Moses' idea here. This is not going to work. Who am I going to say sent me? I need to drop a name. He said, just tell him the I am sent you. Really? Are you serious? That's your name? I am? What is I am? I am everything you need. I am your present help in time of trouble. I am always everything and anything that you have in your capacity to receive, I'm going to give it to you. Jesus, when he came on the earth, it wasn't by accident that he dis- he uh, recognized himself as the great I am. He said, um, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the bread from heaven. I am the living water. He was telling all the Jews he is God in the flesh. And they knew that. They didn't crucify him because he claimed to be the Messiah. They crucified him because he claimed to be God. He said, you, being a man, make yourself out to be God. That was the issue. He claimed to be God, a very God. And so it says here in Exodus 4.8, if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice. Notice there it is again, to the voice of the first sign. Now the, the sign he's talking about are the ten plagues. When the sign came, it was the voice of God. It wasn't just a sign. It wasn't just a plague. It was the voice of God. And it's called the voice of the first sign that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. So God said, I'm going to send my voice ten times to the nation of Israel to try to get their attention. And Pharaoh kept hardening his heart, hardening his heart. He would not hear. In the Hebrew, there's a targum that's a religious writing of the Jews. They translate this word voice, memrah. And memra is really an interesting word because here's what it means according to the Jewish encyclopedia, right? So I'm not quoting a Christian source here. I'm quoting the Jewish encyclopedia. It says, the memra is the manifestation of God. The voice is the manifestation of God. The memra brings Israel near to God and sits on his throne receiving the prayers of Israel. That's the voice. It goes on to say the memra, in the memra, redemption will be found. So that voice walking, that is the son of the living God. Now, a lot of people say, well, how do you put all this together? Because Old Testament, New Testament, it seems like it's different. Well, in the Old Testament, think about it like this. They were looking forward to the coming uh, Christ that would suffer on Calvary, as seen in Isaiah 53. For us today, we look back on the cross, and both of us find salvation in one word, mercy. Everyone who's saved is saved by the very mercy of God as God reveals himself to you, and then we say, oh my gosh, I, we have mercy on me, Jesus. I believe that you died on the cross for me. In the Old Testament, they saw pictures of the, the lamb that was slain. They saw all these typology, all these indicators and shadows, and they go, this is telling us something about the Jesus who is coming. And then you get to the book of Revelation, it becomes even 
bigger and brighter because then you have this revelation. Jesus is called the Lamb of God, slain before the foundation of the world. And all of a sudden you realize that it was in the heart and the plan of God for Jesus to die for you before God ever made the first man or woman. You see, God, here's a principle, and just write this one down. You want to write a principle down? Write this one down. Some of you go, I'll remember it. No, you won't. You can't even say my last name. How are you going to remember this? God always has a provision before you have a problem. If you will keep this in mind, what you do is you walk into the provision by faith. You have a problem. The provision is already in front of you. Faith is reaching into the future, pulling it back into the present. The provision is there before you have a problem. All throughout Scripture, God always has that principle. Right now, take the problem you have and you think it's insurmountable. I want you to know that God already has a provision, but you can only find it when you walk by faith and you walk into it. Amen? You walk into it. All right, let's keep moving here. Psalm 135, 13. Your name, O Lord, endures forever. Your fame, your voice, O Lord, throughout all generations. You see, God's name, God's name is God's nature and his power. The name of God represents who he is. He is the Lord. He is eternal. Don't you love it when third graders ask you questions about God? I had a third grader come up to me and said, where did God come from? And I thought about it a moment, and I gave him the, my best answer. I said, go ask your parents. <laughs> they asked such great questions. God came from no place because there was no place before God created place. He is eternal. Therefore, he had no beginning. He has no ending. Time is a creature word. Eternity, eternity is a God word. You can't put your hands around it. You can't wrap your arms around it in any way because it's just so beyond the way we typically think. When we think about an all-powerful God, how powerful is he? Well, he moves a pencil as easy as he moves a universe because he expends no energy. That's why it's so funny. I'm gonna, when people will say, I've got this prayer for God, but it's a big one. Oh, it's, oh, it's bigger than God. The one who can move universes around, the one who holds all the kings in the palm of his hand and moves them around like channels of water. That God, that's the one you're talking about? And you got a big one for God? That's funny. That's really funny. Because God is so big. If you could just, if you just get a picture of the enormity of, of God and how great God is, and then realize your voice is your influence. Your voice is your influence. When you begin to exercise your voice, look at that Mark 128 again, and immediately his fame, and here's the word, heard, spread throughout all the region. When you speak that name of Jesus, your influence begins to affect the world. We were sitting in BJ's this week with, I was sitting with uh, Randy here, and, and he had his buddy, and, and Randy had been talking to him about the Lord, and so we find ourselves sitting in BJ, and, and this uh, man was just so hungry for God, you could just tell he was just right on the edge of his seat, and, and I said, do you want to pray and receive Christ? He said, yes, I do right now. And so uh, what I've learned is if you want a, a, a waiter to not disturb you, have you ever noticed how they're just like, their timing is perfect? I'm right at the greatest story I've ever told. In, in, in the critical moment of my joke, and the waiter shows up. 
Now, I love waiters, so I'm not being critical. But if you really want them not to disturb you, you get three guys holding hands in BJs praying about Jesus. There's just something about three guys holding hands that just sends everybody running. They don't even know what to do with that. And so we prayed, and he received Christ in BJs last Monday night. And his name is now written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Matthew 24, or 4.24 says, Then his fame went out through all of Syria. That's what we want to do. We want the fame of Jesus to go out through all of Orange County. We want to make a difference everywhere we walk, everywhere we go. It says they brought uh, all the sick people who were afflicted, various diseases, torments, those who were demon-possessed, epileptic, paralytics, and he healed them all. You see, you've got to be passionate about what you believe. You've got to be intentional about what you do. You have to be intentional and say, I'm going to be intentional about telling his story. Because the real question is, you've got a story, but is it his story? See, he's supposed to be in you telling the story of redemption. And then whatever you do, you do in excellence so that everybody, no one has a reason to go, well, you're a Christian. How come you do shoddy work? No. You say, I'm going to do excellent work. I'm going to be a great student. I'm going to be a great employee. I'm going to be a great employer. I'm going to do everything I can with excellence. If I play B.B. King, I'm not going to play it. I'm going to get Jacob to do it. Because he knows how to do it with excellence. You see, that we, we fool our kids by telling them you can be anything you want. That's not true. Some of them just don't have talent. You got to find something else for them. They can't. I mean, look at me. Nobody's recruiting me for the NBA. I got a two-inch vertical jump. Why would they want me? I can't be anything I want. You say, well, you're older now. No, when I was younger, I couldn't get up. That was not the way God wired me. But when you find out who you are, what you can do, you tap into that, all of a sudden now you feel the pleasure of God because you're walking in the fullness of the creation that God has woven into you from the beginning of time. And guess what? Now every person on planet Earth becomes extremely valuable, even the ones you think are not, because you don't understand the image of God. God didn't make mistakes when he created people. And if you feel like a mistake or you feel like you don't know your place, let me just tell you, God does and he wants to tell you. He wants to reveal that to you. He wants you walking in the fullness of all that is. But your faith must be your faith. Your faith must be you. You can't have somebody else's faith. God doesn't have any grandchildren. Some of you are thinking about that one. He only has children. Everybody has to taste the birth of Jesus through the born-again experience themselves. You're not a Christian because you go to church. You should go to church, but that's not what makes you a Christian. I used to say, you know, you're not a car because you go into a garage. Amen? Hi, Kelly. You got pink hair. Looks good. That Florida's been good for you. Got the flamingo looking there. <laughs> That's a compliment. I mean that all in the best way. We love Kelly. Uh, she was here with us almost from the beginning, and then Matt stole her and took her to Florida. He will pay for his sins. <laughs> confession. You have to have a confession. You know what, you know what a con- the word confess means? It means to agree with God. I agree with God about what God's done in my life, and I'm going to tell other people about that. 
So Jesus looks at Peter, and he says, who do men say that I am? Oh, some say you're uh, Isaiah. Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But who do you say that I am? Look what it says here. Matthew 15. But who do you say that I am? Who do you say Jesus is when people ask you? Do you have an answer? Peter replied, you are the Christ. That term means the Messiah, means the anointed one. You are the Messiah. You are the promised one, the son of the living God. And then watch this revelation. You don't get that just because you learn it by rote. You learn it by revelation. To really say that with meaning and conviction, it has to be revealed to you. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, for flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my Father which is in heaven. Do you know the only way you can come to faith in Christ is by the Holy Spirit? Well, I thought I could just come if I, when I wanted to. No. You see, the Holy Spirit draws you. When your will is yielded and the Holy Spirit's conviction comes at the right moment, then you have no choice. You're just going to yield to him because you say, this is what I want. And it's like this. There's a culmination point. There's your will connecting with the Holy Spirit's draw in your life, and that becomes your moment of salvation. See, people who think, well, I can just get saved whenever I want to. I want to live my life my way, and then I'll get saved later in life. You can't make that prediction. Because what happens, we harden our heart over time, and the will becomes less sensitive, and we miss out on the opportunity. That's why the Bible says, today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. You see, you can miss the day of the visitation of God in your life. Does that mean I can't be saved? No, you can, but it's just going to be that much harder to hear his voice because you missed the perfect moment when God was speaking to you. So if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. Let me ask you something. Is your heart tender as a Christian? Is it tender enough to yield everything in your life that's not of him and follow him? Is your heart tender enough to say, Jesus, whatever you want? Is your heart tender enough to repent and turn away from that stuff that's not beneficial and drive forward to the things that is? If you say you're not sure you're a Christian or you're sure you're not a Christian, is your heart tender right now? Do you hear his voice? You say, well, what does it sound like, Pastor? It sounds like this. It sounds like this is your moment. What are you waiting for? And you feel that, that, that just unsearchable desire to say, I want to know God and know him in his fullness. This is your moment. Don't harden your, your heart. I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to have you to stand with me, and I'm going to ask you to really examine your heart, both Christians and those who are not sure you're Christians today. And as we do, I want you just to bow your heads, and I want you who say, I know that I am a Christian, would you just right now repeat this little prayer out loud with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I do know you. I want my heart to be tender. I want it to be open. Would you soften those areas where my heart is not tender? I want to follow you with all my heart, all my mind, and all my soul. I will be an influence to other people in Jesus' name. If you're uncertain about your, your salvation, then pray a prayer like this one. Dear Lord, I believe you died on the cross 
that you were buried. You rose from the dead to give me life. Today, I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and save me. If that was said with a sincere heart and with faith, Jesus heard your prayer and he saved your soul right now. And you can just thank him right where you stand or sit. Just thank him. Jesus, thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for loving me. Thank you, God. And now take your life and let it be an influence for the glory of God. Amen? Amen. You know, um, this, is a, this is a fun day for us because we baptize. And uh, we have a few people to baptize here today. And, and I think rather than do the music and go to that, I think we'll jump right to the baptisms if we're ready, Pastor Nate. We are. We're ready yeah. over there. So those of you getting baptized, if you want to line up against the side of the wall. And uh, we're going to have that up on the screen so you can watch. This goes pretty fast, okay, uh, even though we have 900 to baptize. But you can be seated if you want to go ahead and be seated and uh, just kind of watch. Um, let me tell you what's happening here, okay? Can I just listen carefully? Because so important was baptism to Jesus that when John didn't want to baptize Jesus, he said, forbid it not, for it is fitting to fulfill all righteousness. There's something about baptism that is connected to righteousness. When that person goes down in the water, it's a picture of their death. When they come up out of the water, it's a picture of resurrection. So we're just going to go ahead and get started here. Pastor Nate, you ready? Yep. All right, so let's Julie, do it. you love Jesus with all of your heart? With everything that's in you, so we baptize you to name, and we baptize you today in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Brian, you love Jesus. I do. With everything. All right. By your confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, we baptize you today in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Title wave. <laughs> wave. Careful on the floor. We, did, we just lost about three gallons of water on that one. Sergio, today by your confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, Influence Church, give it up. It's, this is the best miracle of all. People coming to know Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Betsy, today by the confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All things made new. Camp students. All right, Isabel, by your confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, we baptize you today in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, Influence Church, give it up. These are some youth students right here at our camp. Emma. Emily. Emily. Today, by your confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Come on, Influence Church. Okay, Brianna. Today, by your confession that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes. Come on next. Emily, come on in. Emily, you love Jesus with everything you've got? Heart, soul, 
mind, everything, strength. Well, today by your confession that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Give it up, Influence Church. God bless you. God bless you. Amanda, today by your confession that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes! So good, Amanda. God bless you. Donna. All right, Donna. Today by your confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes! <laughs> great job, great job. Congratulations. What's up, dude? You good? Yeah? All right, Joshua. Today, by your confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, dude. So great. All right, Haley. Well, some of you know Haley. Well, by your confession that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, we baptize you today in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yay, great job, Haley. Congratulations. Michaela. Some more youth camp students from winter camp. So great. Well, Michaela. Today, by your confession that Jesus Christ is Lord, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes! Congratulations! Yeah. Are you good? Yeah. So good, so good. This is her sister. You can sit all the way forward on your body. Marina. Marina, by your confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So great. <laughs> Come on, Influence Church. Hannah, today by your confession that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So good. Congratulations. How are you, Abby? Are you good? Abby. All right, Abigail, by your confession that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, we baptize you today in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes, congratulations. Come on, Influence Church. So good. All things new. Come on in, Steve. Just saw you in link class a few weeks ago. Right. So great to have you, Steve. Yep. All the way to the front. Well, today, by your confession that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So good. Come on, Influence Church, give it up. Steve, so great. All right, Abriella. Abriella, you love Jesus with all of your heart. He's your Savior and your Lord. Well, today, by the confession that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
So great, yay! And her dad was here to help. <laughs> All right, come on in. Max? Well, Max, today by your confession that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on. Max has got some family members here getting baptized with him. God bless you. Your towel's right behind you. You're going to help? Yeah, you're good. Sit right there. Sit right there. All right, Rachel. By your confession that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, we baptize you today in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So good. Come on in for church. Give it up. The whole family getting baptized. Great job, Rachel. Okay, Cheyenne, by your confession that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spontaneous baptism. And Nisa, so great. Well, today, by your confession that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, Influence Church. Come on, Influence Church. God bless you. God bless you. So good. So good. Tammy. So great. She wants to rededicate and do more for God. He loves you. He's for you. The best is yet to come. Tammy, today, by your confession that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so good. <laughs> yes. Yes, resurrection power. So great. If you do want to get baptized, we do have shorts and stuff. If you want to spontaneously be baptized, jump in a line, see Bethany. And your name is? Aaliyah, by the your confession that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. We baptize you today in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes! So great, so great. So great. All right, Logan. Today, by your confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Logan. So good, so good. All right. Ethan. Mom, do you want to help baptize him? Does Dad want to run up here quick? Oh, he's got to record. Well, Ethan, do you love Jesus? With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Well, then today, by your confession that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So good. Good job, Ethan. Anybody else want to get baptized? Landon? Landon does? All right, Landon. Come on in. Thank you. 
You love Jesus with all of your heart, with all of your soul. Love you, man. Today, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, Influence Church. Give it up. Give it up. Give him a towel. Anybody else want to be baptized? What an amazing day, Influence Church. You are amazing. Pastor Phil. Well, thank you. Thank you for staying around and uh, just celebrating this moment with them. Um, Even though we baptize in a horse trough, still has a lot of meaning. Amen. And to know lives are changed and people are moving forward. We'll have another. If you want to be baptized at a at a later date, we have. uh, You can go on our website. You can find out. You can go ahead and fill out that form, and we'll let you know about upcoming baptismal times. You know, uh, over the course of uh, the seven years we've been here, we've baptized almost a thousand people. That's a lot of people to get in the water. Amen. And uh, we just rejoice in that. We rejoice in you being here today. Would you stand with me and we'll go ahead and uh, be dismissed. All right, you're dismissed. God bless. See you next week. Bring someone with you.